After all these years, Lisa still loves Dick. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. (laughs) Easter comes once a year. How often do you? (laughs) Just like... Do you think if I make one of these like the like the front bumper for the episode, do you think anyone would actually continue to listen? Keep... Yes. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining us uh, for another episode of Fun Sexy Bible Time. Wow, this one is I've been looking forward to this one for a very long time um this one because of your special guest yes yes (laughs) (laughs) co-hosting making her triumphant return to the podcast from a starbucks parking lot somewhere in florida casey haas how are you doing i'm doing great so you're not boycott who's somebody's boycotting starbucks right now right that's definitely not me i I don't know i can't keep up i can't keep it straight like I think it's the conservatives boycotting them right now, maybe. And it's people it's who Uber. don't actually drink Starbucks. Who's boycotting Uber? That's the liberals that are boycotting Uber. Oh, right? yes, they are. I saw that. It's, the thing is, so we're in Orlando, and I was raised like Southern Baptist. So, you know, in the 90s or so, uh-huh. the Southern Baptist boycotted Disney. Yeah. But... Are you still holding it down? We we did not. <laughs> my my parents were pretty conservative, not like, you know, crazy. But <laughs> they said, you know, it's easy for somebody in Nebraska to say they're going to boycott Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyways, I'm not boycotting Starbucks. I'm in the car with my coffee, away from my kids. <laughs> Happy to be here. <laughs> I, I can't keep the boycott straight. I'm just going to be honest. I don't know from one day to the next what I'm supposed to be boycotting. Yeah, so. I know. Me neither. This is an important this important podcast, Casey. I, I had to have you on for this one. It is important. We've been <laughs> we've been preparing for this for months, and yet I still feel grossly unqualified to handle this. Yeah, I think it should be a mini series, <laughs> probably more than just a thirty-minute podcast. But <laughs> okay. if you've been with us for a while, you know we we do a lot of silly stuff on Fun Sexy Bible Time. But we've also been on this kick where we've been talking about some of like where we take an episode and we just focus on like so, like the very strangest aspects of Christian culture. Uh, we did one on Latasha Emanuel. We did one on the book The Erotic Baptism. Oh, that was just <laughs> wow! Where you made your wife read the passages? I, I first of all, I don't make my wife do anything. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pretend like she didn't try to extract favors of you know in exchange <laughs> for doing that. That's the economy of marriage. But right. That's you know. That's how that works. Um, we've, I, I don't think we'd podcasted about it, but like on the uh, on the blog, we I did a uh, I did one on Michael P. Vigilante. Um, mm. So we we've been on this kick of doing the strangest parts of Christian culture, and that's what today's podcast is about. We'll get to that in a second, but first, Casey, uh, you were bringing 
you're doing the Lord's work with this. You're bringing inappropriate <laughs> church signs to us first. Right. So this, I had this idea to just, you know, add in the, <laughs> the sexy part of fun, <laughs> sexy Bible time. Um, because we know that, you know, Christians can be like corny. They could, you know, a church sign is usually almost always corny. Like, don't let worry kill you, let the church help. Like that kind of famous, <laughs> those kinds of things. But as I discovered in about 10 years ago, there's some church signs out there that are actually extremely inappropriate if, you know, you let your mind go there, which most of us do. And so the reason I had this idea is because I got a mailer from a church locally, which I won't mention their name, and their their little slogan right now is hashtag try it once. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like something straight out of, like, Mark Driscoll's <laughs> sex manual. <laughs> Hashtag try it once. Okay, so, um, well, this the one I sent you last night, I can't, the, I've kept most of these a surprise, <laughs> because, <laughs> but the one I sent you last night, a four-inch tongue can bring a six-foot man to his knees. <laughs> Which I'm sure was somebody's very clever thought about how people's words can destroy us. Give <laughs> but me a, of course. Give, give me a profile on the person who came up with that. We're we thinking man, woman, young, old. An old lady. <laughs> I feel like all of these are like an older, sweet, pure lady. Okay. Are you ready for the next one? Uh, I have to go through these because we have we have to commit some time to the the second half. Okay, you can't you can't enter heaven unless Jesus enters you. Whoa, no, that's not real. Okay, these are real because you can tell the ones that have been photoshopped. There's actually websites where you can like generate your own church signs, Mm -hmm. but you can tell the real ones from the fake ones. Okay. If you have, like, okay. So this kind of goes along with your favorite Joel Osteen tweet. <laughs> Love doesn't rub it in. Love rubs it out. <laughs> yes. Okay, this is my favorite one. Oh, uh, This is like an old country church where they just post anything on the side. <laughs> Happy anniversary. After all these years, Lisa still loves Dick. <laughs> <laughs> okay (laughs) Easter comes once a year how often do you (laughs) you think think if I make one of these like the like the front bumper for the episode do you think anyone would actually continue to listen yes this is why they come back (laughs) like with no context whatsoever just after all these years Lisa loves dick (laughs) <laughs> yes, that's, exactly. That's okay. <laughs> Last one. God's favorite word is come. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. I just, it's great. It's just great. <laughs> oh, when we were young, <laughs> younger, like teenagers in church and singing hymns and like just as I am was, you know. It's just, oh, Lamb of God, I come, I come. And it's just like, how do teenage boys sit through that? They can't. They just laugh. They just sit there and laugh. 
podcasting is podcasting is really just a gift to introverts because like <laughs> it I is. Never we could have never this, have this conversation. I've never had this conversation face to face with someone. No, nope. it's magical, you know, over the internet where I don't have to physically be next to anyone. Exactly. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, Lisa. Let's move on. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still, uh, still thinking about Lisa. I mean, <laughs> I love that one. So, uh. <laughs> See, I'm about to get myself in trouble. We need to just move on because I'm just. So we, I mean, clearly from the from the from the tone of that sign, we could say that uh, Dick has been good to Lisa. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man i love it okay i gotta stop i'm just gonna i'm just gonna continue to fall deeper into depravity with the church signs thank you for that <laughs> yeah i mean keep your eyes open you're in the backwoods of alabama you probably have some good ones around we're in super cool orlando where you know um just kidding we're not cool but <laughs> But you're talking about like uh, church songs that were uh, like inadvertently dirty sounding. There, I know people listening to this will know exactly what I'm talking about. There was a period like early to mid '90s where like everybody was doing Clay Cross songs in church, <laughs> and his breakout hit, "His Love's Coming Over Me." <laughs> I think we talked about that song in our last episode. Did we? <laughs> uh. Like, how did how did that make it through like the rigorous vetting process of Sparrow Records or whoever it was? I like, don't know. I think, I think our leadoff single is going to be "His Love's Coming Over Me." Like, yeah, okay, what? Nothing could go wrong. Yeah, let's mm-hmm. let's roll with it. Yeah, <clears throat> just wow. All there are right. several songs like that, but that's not why we're here. <laughs> it could be. Under normal circumstances, it could be. We could devote another entire podcast just to that. Yeah. But, yeah. Casey Haas, we're here for a different reason entirely. We are going where no other Christian podcast dares to go. We're going to talk about the phenomenon known as the Chrysagas Brothers. Yes, and everybody listening just said, who? Okay, this would be a good time. Okay, it, this is this might be a podcast you might want to be able to pause at various times because we're going to talk about Chrysagas Brothers music videos. Uh, so if you're, just throw that out there. You might want to pause us at certain times um, during this podcast. Now might be one of those times so that you can if you if you've never heard of the chrysagas brothers you might want to go ahead and look them up it's uh chrysagas with an h c h you definitely do there's no might you definitely want to because if you don't have like a mental image of what these guys look like you have you, you just miss you, you're missing the experience like you just have mm-hmm. to sort of see them how, how yes. would you describe them at first sight casey oh gosh i can't <laughs> Well, they're twins, <laughs> which you didn't mention. Yeah, okay. So sorry. they're not just brothers; they're <clears throat> twins. They they're usually dressed alike, um, which is usually 
devoted to ages zero to two. <laughs> so it's kind of weird. We'll give them um, a little leeway for being twins because twins can be sort of odd anyway. But they go above and beyond any great right. any twin grace we could give them. They have like feathery, blow dried out hair, dark hair, um, like eighties Jane Fonda kind of. I don't know. Um, facial hair that I can't tell if it's always real. Um, eyebrows are strong. <laughs> Can we just say that? They have good, strong eyebrows. Yes. Um, and the wardrobe. Um, well, depending on if they are dressed in their maybe everyday clothes versus costumes, which they do wear a lot of <laughs> costumes. I would. I don't even know how to categorize it. Maybe like country chic. <laughs> it's it's seventies. Uh, it's tinged with 70s which is yes. which is another another issue of like why is it the 70s because were they were they really are they really old enough to have experienced the 70s in a meaningful way that's true I don't know how do you know how old they are uh, late 40s okay so like you and I are, this, are sort of the same age like we were born in like the early 80s right mm-hmm, yeah but like even though we were around for the 80s like i don't, like the 80s didn't really shape or inspire me like in a in really a lot of ways it no, wasn't until 90s. the 90s yeah yeah um anyway that's a separate issue i have a word i have a word for them you tell me if it fits i've been i've been searching for it i'm going to throw the word garish out <laughs> yeah is, oh, that that fits is it fair to describe their appearance as garish Yes. Uh, it's just very striking. Uh, yes. You know, when you show somebody a picture of them for the first time, it's like, oh, oh, okay. If you saw them in public, you would definitely do a double take. Not yeah. just because they're twins, <laughs> mm-hmm. but just like, okay. So the wow. reason that we're talking, we're not, we're not just, you know, randomly picking out <laughs> a couple of dudes to just talk about on the podcast. They are CCM artists. Yes. And they are nothing short of fascinating. Yes. Very fascinating. I think that's a really kind word. They they're are very odd. They're they're, they're just odd. They're they're very, very odd. And we were talking about this before we started recording, but um Christian culture has like this weird way of like completely ignoring people who are st- like the members of Christian culture who are very strange. Right. Um, you see this like with some of the other things we've talked about, like, uh, like Latasha Emanuel, like she was going viral a few years ago and like no like reputable Christian outlet, like even dared to mention anything about it. Mm -hmm. it We're just going to ignore this and hope it goes away. And, uh, I think you saw that too, like in a, in a different way, like, even like like when Carmen was really big and really popular mm-hmm. in Christian music, he's very he's always been very strange. And mm-hmm. I think like the Christian music industry just sort of looked the other way of like if we just ignore him long enough, he'll just go away. Which is so weird because to the outside 
world. <laughs> yeah. The Christian music industry is weird in and of itself, even like what Christians consider popular. Mm-hmm. So it's like this weird elitism <laughs> that doesn't make sense. And it doesn't help either because like when we like as Christians, when we don't address like the strange things that happen in Christianity, it, it's almost like it makes us look incompetent mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of, of like, you know, we, we are like in a weird way, like we're almost trying to hide it or something like we should right. really just sort of bring it out and, and, and engage it in, in a yeah. way that's, that's fair. All um, right. So let's engage them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you wanted to mention that you tried to interview them. I did. I did. Um, because that, that's fair. Like, you know, it wouldn't be fair to just bring somebody up and just, you know, criticize them on the podcast like that without, you know, reaching out to them. And I did reach out to them uh, a while back and I said, listen, I'm doing a series on people in Christian culture that get made fun of and mm-hmm. you guys are very strange and you get a lot of abuse online and I just wanted to bring you in and let you tell your own story and let's reintroduce you to Christian culture. And uh, Right. <clears throat> They weren't having it. <clears throat> they were very polite. I should say that. They were very polite. They sent back a uh, uh, sort yeah, of... Yeah, but they kind of went with the assumption that you wanted to make fun of them, if I remember right. They kind of just assumed that you wanted to interview them just for the purpose of making fun of them. Yeah, well, I I, I showed you the email I sent them, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. And it was very polite. Like, I was very upfront to say, like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not doing this to drag you. I, I just want to tell your story. And uh, they didn't... Didn't want to do it, so. Well, which is fine. They're going to rue the day. <laughs> no, just I did wrestle. I did wrestle with like you know, is it is it okay to to talk about people like this? And I think like when you put yourself, I'll, I'll use myself as an example. Like if I write something to Kendra, my wife, or if I write something to my daughters, like that's probably not fair for people to come in and like criticize that and say, oh, right, why did you write this? right. But when I put something on the blog and put it out there and say, hey, read this or read this book I wrote, like, that's totally fair game. Like, I I can't be angry if people respond negatively to it because some people like the things I write. And I I can't turn around and and get offended when people don't like it. Exactly. Um, So I think that's sort of where they are is that, you know, they've put this stuff out there. It's fair game to. Mm -hmm. They put a lot of stuff out there. (laughs) Can you talk about the. Experience. They have a, their own YouTube channel, and it has 595 videos, which is a lot. I mean, you could spend days, days watching all of their videos, and they have really, really good titles. Like, <laughs> it's not just music video for something. It's like there's always some sort of very, like... Our most requested video, or um, best popular hit, or um, the one I think we're going to talk about the the richest man in the world. In, in parentheses, it says "family ballad." It's just like you don't actually have to describe it like that. Just let it speak for itself. And then there's a couple but. that are just inexplicable, like the descriptions in their videos of like our sexiest hit ever <laughs> it's like what is yeah, happening yeah that makes no sense what especially within the context of it being the you know ccm <laughs> but that that's why i think they're kind of odd because 
I think the more you watch their stuff and kind of watch the way that they even like some of their interviews and you can tell they're maybe not totally aware of how they're being perceived or like (laughs) (laughs) all right i've got the uh the uh the richest man on earth oh the richest man yeah i i watched that one this morning to refresh my memory pulled up and uh, I'll give the listeners a little bit of a taste here he opens the Bible and the words come alive he prays with his wife it's a wonderful life uh, and it's off to the, uh, the title or the description on it is Sweet Family Ballad Sweet Family Ballad <laughs> yeah okay so let's let's engage sort of their perception real quick before we get into the videos um, it's fair to say the internet is not real sure what to make of them aside from just (laughs) just completely trashing them (laughs) (laughs) they're just so weird they are just so weird i think and uh, i think growing up i mean growing up when you grow up in like christian culture you kind of get used to people being weird yes so you're because it for some i think for some christians it becomes like um like a like a badge of honor yes. the weirder you are the better absolutely but i don't think that's it for them i think they're just genuinely like so weird and they don't even know it like they don't they don't know that it's not like oh you're so weird but it's a like it's cuz you're different and more christ like and you know, in the world, not of the world, or whatever. Yeah, like our, just... the church culture, in a, a way, it's like it rewards weirdness. Yes, but don't get yes. too weird because then we'll just completely ignore you. It's 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 kind of a conflicted thing. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about their biography real quick. Um, <laughs> part of their uh, part of their their testimony is that they were very sick when they were young and they were supposed to die before the age of one and then they couldn't go outside for like seven years or something and then uh, their family prayed for them and then they were healed and then that's sort of like their um, you know they uh, they kind of build themselves as like m- the miracle babies that lived mm-hmm. um, so taking that at face value we have two guys twins very sheltered upbringing uh, perhaps uh-huh. by necessity, you know, if they really couldn't go outside because they were allergic to everything. Um, so we have a pretty good foundation there of of just being strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. I don't mean that really even in a negative way. I just mean, you know, you, you spend your first seven years of your life inside, you're probably going to be a little odd. <laughs> yes. Um I think the internet reacts to them in a way that a com a common thing is that oh they're just gay, you know. Yeah, you, you see that in a lot yeah. of places. Well, if you hear them speak too, you can. I mean, they are very effeminate. Mm-hmm. So, um, very loud wardrobe, a lot of right uh, flamboyant a little bit. I mean, not. It just it's weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, neither neither of them are married. Um, a lot of things like uh, a lot of a lot of things like uh, 
pastel suits with no shirt underneath, a lot of chest uh-huh. hair exposed. Very like low, the low V's. <laughs> like they're like lots of chest hair. Fair to say out. that Chris Agus brothers have been at war with undershirts for a very long time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it's weird because a lot of their pictures and are very sexualized, like, yes. in a strange way. So it's just like, yeah. <laughs> By the way, if you go to their web, they, they have a ministry website because everyone has a ministry website. Uh, Otherwise, how do you make money? <laughs> org. you can go there and they have three separate photo albums and the photo albums just like Casey was saying are just like just so bizarre they're like like glamour shots like why why do you need a hundred photographs of yourself posing provocatively on your ministry website mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's I don't, like I, it, it's just sort of a part of like the overall disconnect i guess of it's like, it it's fit. so bizarre it's so bizarre and uh, you were saying like a lot of their stuff is sort of sexualized mm-hmm. um that is sort of a theme like when you watch enough of their videos um which i you know i'm that that's me i've watched quite a lot of them that is sort of like a theme is that there's sort of like this theme of like very odd sexuality that runs through it but it I don't know, like, maybe as a woman you have a different take on it, but to me, like, it doesn't feel like like a threatening sexuality. It's, it's almost like a toothless sexuality, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, I feel like it might be kind of like a... I think this is how we're supposed to act. Yeah. So, you know, when, when someone is trying to act a certain way that they feel like they're supposed to... Yeah. Like, it, it looks like the thing, but you can tell it's not the thing. Yeah. So they might feel like this is how this is what it looks like to be masculine. Unbutton our shirts down to our belly buttons and let our chest hair hang out. Mm-hmm. This is what it's like to be a straight male. I'm not saying they're gay, obviously I don't know that. Like this is what it means have have girls in you know dressed up as old-timey hookers in our videos. <laughs> like that's so it's just it's just all these really weird things that are just like they're trying really hard to like put out this persona of something that we can't really identify. <laughs> People who are listening to this are like what is even go they still haven't googled so they don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> let's take a um let's all right that's that's a pretty good spot. Let's go ahead and do the first video break. Um Okay. Do you want to do Barbies, Bad Guys, and Guns first? Sure. Because <laughs> we were just talking about that. Okay, so we're going to, if you want to pause this podcast, you can go on YouTube and look up Chris August Brothers' Barbies, Bad Guys, and Guns. I promise you that is actually the name of the song. That is not something I'm making up. Mm-mm. Uh, so if you want to go uh, watch that real quick uh, and then come back, Casey and I <laughs> are going to deconstruct this. All right, so Casey, what... <laughs> What did you, where did you, I'm going to have to deconstruct this from memory because, well, first of all, I wish I would have written down all the lyrics that I could make out because the, the first thing is, what is the song even about? Which, that's kind of a lot of their music. What's the song even about? Mm-hmm. Um, 
But the video has, like, you know, they're holding... I think a lot of their videos are just an excuse for them to play dress-up. And they're holding, like, miniature toy guns. Well, yes. (laughs) They are. They're very small guns for their small hands. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, so there's, like, these small plastic guns, and they're these these two blonde, maybe more than two blondes, dressed up, kind of slutty, that are just, like, pointing their guns at them. Um... (laughs) There's also a scene where they're, like, walking arm-in-arm with what, like, appears to be hookers, like, or, like, um, saloon girls. Yeah, the the whole thing is filmed. A better description. It's like a, it's like an old western Yeah, the whole thing is filmed in, like, a, uh, I don't know if it's, like, a, like, a dude ranch or something like that. It's, like, a a recreated Uh old west town. And there's a so poker the only, game. The only real lyric I can remember is like, lay your weapons down before the Lord or something. Well, the, the gist of the song is that um, I, I think it goes like, in the wild, wild west today, when a good man loses his way, it's because of Barbies, bad guys, and guns. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So, so I, I guess avoid floozies bad guys and gunplay i guess is sort of the <laughs> and weapons that's all there is to it <laughs> which it, yeah it, it, it takes on such a surreal quality because you've got these guys and they're not really even dressed up as cowboys they're dressed up like almost like three amigo ish yes yes like like no cowboy look like that with the way they're dressed up with like hats that are too small and they're you know bouffant hair billowing out mm-hmm. uh, like orange bronzer like <laughs> <laughs> yes with the bronzer and, oh my goodness and it's it, it's it's just sort of surreal because it's like what okay like if gary chapman did a song called barbie's bad guys and guns <laughs> like okay i could believe that gary chapman has probably experienced <laughs> All three of those things, probably right. in the same night. <laughs> oh! But like when you're watching these guys who are like so sheltered and so yeah. like oblivious, try to tell you. I think that's the thing about all of their like they're trying to speak into these real issues, but they have no experience with them. I don't want to say no; they have such limited experience with them that yeah. it's just like how you they can't it's so like it goes back to what you were saying earlier of, of like with the sexuality of like well we're just trying to it's almost like they're playing a role yeah of this is what people want to see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah um okay so hop back into their their story uh you grew up sheltered um they had a brother and they have an older brother and for a while they had like a kind of like a family musical act i don't want to say like happy goodmans because i know you're a big fan of the happy goodmans <laughs> <laughs> if you thought we weren't dropping a happy goodmans reference <laughs> you're sorely mistaken uh that went away for a little while i guess and then they did a kids show called the good news network i actually haven't watched any of that is that on their youtube channel oh yeah oh yeah okay see I, I, i'm not well enough prepared 
it it really sort of like masked their like um, it, it sort of masked them to a, a certain degree because it was geared toward children and like in a like in a way like maybe that was like sort of their groove uh-huh because um, they're so childlike yeah like, but it was mentally. still very strange um still very strange um, so they did the children's show for a um for a few years and after that they decided uh, that they were going to be a ccm artist and that's sort of what leads us into where they are right now because they've been doing this for many years um their modus operandi i didn't even say that right did i how do you say that word i don't know yeah what they do (laughs) (laughs) what they do is is in a way like it's sort of ingenious because they're completely independent like they don't have any sort of like label support or anything right yeah and how they sort of continue to sustain their career i guess is they put together these tribute shows to uh, for like ccm artists of like the 70s and 80s uh-huh and like so they they can't really crack into what's going on currently in ccm but they sort of network by bringing all these like older CCM stars together and putting on these concerts, you know, ostensibly as a tribute concert. But during the tribute concert, guess who gets to be on stage with all the artists? Right. Right. Guess who gets to, you know, MC the whole thing, photo ops with all the Christian artists, rub shoulders and sort of feel like they're, you know. Right. You know, big shots in the industry. Mm hmm. Um, and I say that almost with admiration of like, that's really, <laughs> that's, that's really it's, smart. It's, it's kind of a smart idea. Like if, yeah. if you're going at it alone and you don't have any sort of, if you don't have another way into the industry. Just right on somebody's back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we talk about the family video? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's take another video break. Uh, if you, if you need to pause this, we're going to talk about the video, The Richest Man on Earth. So go to YouTube and, and search for the Chris August Brothers, The Richest Man on Earth. <laughs> this video is... It's a sweet family ballad. Well, is this the one where they're fake? Well, one of the ones where they're fake playing the instruments, I think. Yes. yes. So do they play instruments? Has Has anybody confirmed? This is... <laughs> Whether they actually entirely separate issue, it's it's sort of amazing. Okay, so their their actual music, the music itself is not it's not like something somebody put together, you know, in their basement. Like the the accompanying music is not bad, and the reason it's not bad is because it is apparently put together by the guy from Farrell and Farrell, which was a Christian music duo. um, I think in late seventies, early eighties. Okay. Uh, So he does the music for them. They don't play any instruments. Okay. Um, and so they fake it. What's that? <laughs> they fake it. <laughs> they f- they fake playing the instruments in this video. I if you Okay, f- this is what it reminds me of. When my 5-year-old sits down to the piano to play, that's what it looks like because it's like she doesn't know what she's doing. Yet. Hey, listen. So, Nate Claiborne better get on that. 
<laughs> yeah, Jane, Jane's not under Nate's care yet. So <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome, Nate. Um, so yeah, you just you look all around the place. You don't. You just move your hands all over. So this video, you really get to see like. But the amazing thing is, it's not just like we're gonna fake play the instruments. Like, let's have a close up. Yes. During like a little piano solo, let's have a close up of me fake playing the piano. It is incredible. Is, oh. It okay. Is. So. <laughs> and the the thing about this video, it's all about a dad who. Oops! I just opened my car door accidentally. I was like, "Who's getting in my car?" Um. <laughs> So the thing about this video is that it's displaying this family and it's about the, I guess it's from the dad, it's from, it's about the dad and he realizes that, you know, he, he, he gets up early to read his Bible and his suit and tie before work and he, when he comes home, he's so tired, but he still plays with his kids and, um, it's like this really nice sentiment. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, <laughs> because what you're watching, you're anybody who's been around a family for more than 10 minutes, you know, okay, this is not reality at all. <laughs> because when a dad gets home from work, he's like, get away from me. <laughs> not necessarily, but it's just like, he's sitting in his lap with his two kids and the mom comes and plops the, the youngest kid on his lap. It's just like, but he's the richest man on earth. Hey, the NASDAQ don't show it, but God knows what he's worth. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'm not so, prepared to, I can't leave the, 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 the fake the fake playing of the instruments yet. I'm still hung up on that. Okay, okay. <laughs> I have so many questions about this. Like, oh. there's, the one at the piano is playing the piano when there's no piano music going. Mm-hmm. Um, the one at the guitar, like, how do you not know how to pretend to strum a guitar? <laughs> well, the thing is, too. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't even know. It's just like picking a guitar when you're supposed to be strumming it or strumming it when you're supposed to be picking it based on what the music sounds like. I, like, I get it that you might not know, like, how to make the chords with your other hand. <laughs> <laughs> and then like the decision to like if you watch the one of the things if you watch Chris August videos it is because they don't play instruments when it comes to the point of the song where it's like an instrumental like guitar solo or something it's always really awkward because there's nothing for them to do yes so they just kind of have to like do the like the the church thing where they like clap their hands for a few seconds but in this video there's a guitar solo <laughs> And the director makes the decision, well, we're going to pan down and show one of the Chrysagas brothers attempting to play the guitar solo, even though he doesn't play guitar. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's just incredible. Like, I don't think that that was a decision on anybody's part except theirs. I feel like they definitely have full artistic control of everything they do. So I don't think there's some director that's like, hey, here's an idea, let's let's just show you i mean they decide what to do it's pretty obvious <laughs> that has to be it and can we also uh, say the the, the chris august brother on the piano is wearing a leopard skin <laughs> a leopard skin dress jacket apparently yes yeah and, i mean of 
course. What else would you wear when you're singing about the richest family man on earth? <laughs> I will say the one the one positive thing about this video, which I kind of made fun of it when I first saw it, is that it kind of displays a more real American family and that they're not like all <laughs> you know, 80 pounds with straight white teeth. I don't say that to be mean. They're just, they look more like the typical working family. Just kind of like your everyday. I don't think those were your words when you first saw it. Okay, but we're used to when we see music videos or anything relating to Christians, you can only look a certain way. And... They kind of turned that on its head and said, no. Now, that might have to do with trying to find someone to act in this video. I I would have liked it if we would have had a crossover in this video with the Wild West hookers. Like, if they could <laughs> yeah. like, at some point just like come busting through the, the house. Dad, the dad was getting tempted by the hookers, but he realizes he's the richest man on earth. He doesn't need hookers. There's another... <laughs> Hey, the hookers make another appearance. Uh, there's another. We won't. We won't like deconstruct this video. But there's another video they do called the uh, something about the girls in the glory or something. I haven't watched that one. And uh, it's showing like uh, uh, they get some women to pretend to be hookers, and uh, one of them like leans into a car and takes the guy's money. And, like, is it safe to say that this is the CCM act with the most? references to prostitution <laughs> yeah because th- that was like my point is that the, this woman pretending to be a hooker re- leans in grabs the guy's money and stuffs it literally stuffs it into her cleavage like into her bra that's where they keep it and I was thinking like <laughs> that's a first for Christian music videos <laughs> <laughs> I can say with certainty, I've never seen a Christian music video with a hooker stuffing money into her bra. Yeah. I mean, they really they really tell those lines, don't they? <laughs> oh, man. I really hope that at least a couple people listening to this dive deep into these videos and enjoy them. <laughs> and just get their mind blown. <laughs> oh, man. Um... Okay, are we going to talk about the last... I really want to talk about the... uh, In a split second. (laughs) (laughs) Is that what it's called? It's called... Well, I've got it pulled up. Let me read you the uh, description. Uh, (laughs) The description is... The Chrysagas Brothers' new hit song, Split Second. Best video yet. Left Behind Song on Rapture. Yes, okay. So, when we talk about christian weirdos i think across the board in my 30 33 young years of experience that anyone obsessed with end times is the weirdest <laughs> don't you think probably that's kind of true i've always like uh, yeah i agree because it's like how much does that actually change what you're supposed to be doing right now right like we can obsess over what's going to happen in the end times but like seriously how much mm-hmm. does that change what you're supposed to be doing right now? Like whether Jesus comes now, later, somewhere in the middle. Right. You know, who he takes now, who he takes later. It's like there's so many different ideas. 
none of that changes anything. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> okay. So this video is I watched this in bed last night. <laughs> I didn't get to hear a lot of the lyrics actually. Okay, because I your, had to keep. Has your husband <laughs> keep the volume this? down? No, no, he wasn't there, but George was. George is the baby that I had. <laughs> okay, so these people, and obviously this video is about the rapture. Okay. As, as you know, as these brothers see it, that it's going to happen. And these people just disappear from there, from where they are. So mm-hmm. the first is like this couple and their baby are watching TV and then the husband looks over and the mom and the baby are gone. Mm-hmm. Just gone. Disappeared. And then <laughs> this other one is like another couple sitting, talking, holding hands outside at a park or something. And then the lady just disappears. Obviously, we see a theme here that Can women that, like, those... <laughs> are more likely to be raptured than men. <laughs> Can we say that, that those ladies did not get the talk? from their youth pastor about don't missionary date <laughs> they didn't <laughs> that is so true they were unequally yoked they pro the the guys probably had the false assurance of salvation and <laughs> i don't know okay so the most interesting part of the video to me <laughs> is that all of a sudden the brothers are dressed up Again, with the costumes, dressed up like, with like ruffle collars, and they have a magnifying glass, like they're investigating. (laughs) It's never explained. (laughs) But you don't know why. What are they, so like, (laughs) they're like using the magnifying glass to look at things. But it's like, what are you looking for? Are they looking for the people that disappeared? Which, if you are, fine. But why are you dressed like that? Because this is obviously modern day. They saw the clothes and everything else. And I think my absolute favorite part is when they're with the dad. And they pick up the purple sippy cup and hand it to him. Like, oh, sorry, your baby's gone. Here's her sippy cup. Like... (laughs) So bizarre. <laughs> oh. And it's like, it's, I would describe it like Sherlock Holmes performers at a kid's birthday party. Yes. Like that, that's what they look like. It's so, I just, it threw me off because I'm watching the video. I'm like, okay, this is about the rapture. I get it. And you think it's just kind of going to be a video about the rapture, but then all of a sudden you have like detectives, <laughs> and they're like look, they're using the magnifying glass to like look at like they're in the guy's dining room and they're looking at cups. <laughs> like, what, yeah. What do you? Yeah. What are you doing? Like where where could she have gone? Is she in this cup? <laughs> Let me look inside it with a magnifying glass. <laughs> she disappeared into thin air. What kind of clues can we gather with a magnifying glass? This video... So, apparently the rapture is going to open some sort of space-time continuum, <laughs> and there's going to be detectives that come from the 1800s to help people who are left solve the mystery. <laughs> Of their missing loved ones. 
<laughs> this this video has a lot in common with Barbie's Bad Guys and Guns because the elements are there for it to be camp, but it could never be campy because they take it so seriously. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I think that's where like the bizarreness comes in is like like they they're putting 110% into this like in a way that just doesn't work. Yeah. Like <laughs> I mean, just if you're having a bad day, just go watch that video or any of their videos and just I mean, it'll just help you feel better somehow. <laughs> I mean, there's a uh, there's a Christmas video they do about I'll be there with bells on or something. And one of the brothers has like I can't with that video. I, it's just it was one of the see I think that it was a window into the into their experience because one of the brothers had like bells tied around on, like on his butt basically. And he was like shaking his butt. Yeah. Like out towards the camera. <laughs> yeah, to like make the bell sound when the bells were on the the backing track. I, I think that was like a, a pretty interesting window into their psyche because it's like that's I think something... you and Kendra should recreate that video. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think the one we're gonna recreate is the one where she uh the one with uh, Lori Labashak when they're dancing around the chairs. <laughs> okay, keep keep talking sorry, I interrupted your thoughts. That's about fine, this there's a lot to interrupt video. over. I think that's interesting because like a grown man should not do that, but like that's the kind of thing that like right. you would encourage a child to do because it was sort of halfway cute, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I think this goes along with some of the some of the the criticism they get online from people who apparently have known them that um, you know they're just sort of st- stunted, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. It sounds- it sounds so mean to say, but when you watch the when you watch the videos or listen to them and in interviews, it just kind of that's what that's the word that makes sense. A, a lot of like child actor kind of thing comes out in uh-huh, them uh-huh. of like stuck in like pre adolescent, mm-hmm. you know, like oh, look look at us, we're so cute, like everything we do is cute. Mm-hmm. And it's like like a child actor who just never learned to get past that of like oh you're a grown man you're not cute anymore, right? Um, and yeah, that, that's I think that's sort of where some of the uncomfortableness comes from with them is is like you know you 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 don't act like a grown man and like when you do mm-hmm. it, it's sort of like fakey like you're like yeah. you're unsure of what to do. Yeah. Um, comments. I think you just I think you described it really well about their sexuality like. It's like it has no teeth. So like there are some men who are like genuinely creepy. Like mm-hmm. if if certain men acted like that, it would be just creepy. But I feel like theirs is just kind of like it's not creepy, it's just odd. Yeah. Like I wouldn't necessarily feel weird around them. I would just be like perplexed maybe. I don't yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and I think our approach to sexuality is, is really binary sometimes. So, like, if something mm-hmm. doesn't fit, we just automatically, oh, they're gay. You know, or yeah. this, this one's a yeah. lesbian or something. When You know, I mean, it's not really always that simple either. Right, I mean, right. There's, 
you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, comments are disabled on their YouTube videos, which is interesting oh, to me. Oh, I didn't realize that. All Almost That's all of their videos, comments are disabled. Probably for the better. Which is interesting to me because they appear to be so oblivious, and yet it's on some level they realize we're being made fun of. We need to turn the comments off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could have someone helping them through that. <laughs> hey, here's an idea. You can turn comments off on YouTube videos. That might be smart. And, and it's hard yeah. to... F- I mean, can you imagine just like... People, I mean, just imagine posting one of their videos to Reddit and just what would happen. Oh my gosh, just getting torn apart. Well, there are, there are a few blog posts on them on the web, and we've we've looked at these together. Yes, yes. Where, where there are open comment sections, and they just it's it's a lot like Carmen. But if you ever find like a, a Christian blog that's got him, the comment sections will just get inundated mm-hmm. with these like deranged attackers and defenders of this person. Yeah, it's it's usually like the extremes you know you have people who love them or people who hate them Um, not usually people like oh whatever you know so we we looked at some of the the blog posts on them and and the comments you know span years i mean we have like people coming back like three four five six years like continuing this conversation Mm -hmm. which is really weird and um you see like a pattern of people defending them saying that you know they're really sweet they're really genuine and then there's another group of people who attack them and say you know they surround themselves with with needy clingy women and they use Mm -hmm. them up take advantage of them uh, Mm -hmm. and then move along they don't trust anybody they're just obsessed with themselves Um, yeah uh, who do you trust (laughs) um okay so the basically like the way we wanted to end this was to sort of take like you know i mean we've we've joked about them we've we've laughed you know at some of the things that they've done but also like let's take like an honest look at this like are, are you know are they are they harming anything by what they're doing i don't think they are i think that christianity in general is used to you know having its share of oddballs here and there Mm-hmm. So I don't think two two brothers are gonna, you know, make or break anything. <laughs> Luckily, I don't think. I mean, we don't know what's going on in their personal spheres. If they're like, you know, if the if the things that people say about them using people or whatever are true, so we can't speak into that. Mm-hmm. But as a whole, like them posting YouTube videos of themselves or. I don't think that's harming anything. Yeah, like, I, I I, think sometimes, like, even with the very strange things in Christian culture, there is a sort of snobbery that comes out. Mm-hmm. That, like, you can show these videos to people, and it's one thing to laugh at them and just kind of chuckle. But I think a lot of people get, like, seriously, like, revolted by them and be like oh they shouldn't Mm -hmm. do that like they shouldn't be allowed it's almost like they shouldn't be allowed to do that Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't don't like that because you know I I don't want to live in a church where people who are weird don't get to have a voice right I agree Um, yeah and also too I think I obviously some things are objectively not 
good art. <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, I think we can say that. But so much of taste is subjective. So I think we can acknowledge that there is a group of people out there who enjoy this type of music, Christian entertainment, and whether or not we think that that is dumb or, you know, if we want to turn our noses up at that, they're out there. So why not, you know, just let these people have their fun? <laughs> yeah. People, like, not only for them, but, like, for other, like, I've shown people the uh, the video of, of Michael P. Vigilante doing his praise and worship dancing. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of the same thing. People just get revolted by just the sight of it. Of like, oh, he's a, he's a you know he's he's a shame to the gospel. Like you know he's a black mark on Christianity. And like, yeah, the thing I come back with is like, you know, I, it, it might not be my cup of tea, but like, let's right. not be King David's wife who gets ashamed because he's dancing in his underwear. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's let's <laughs> err on the side of just you know live and let live. Just. You know, acknowledge these people, engage them, but don't don't try to shame them. Right. I hope that we haven't done that. I don't think we've done that today. I think we've been pretty just kind of straightforward with <laughs> what's there. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean, what you said earlier, you know, they put it out there so we can look at it and criticize it. And But I think that I do think there, I mean, if you've been around Christian culture for any amount of time, you you know that there are people who genuinely like weird things. Yeah. And they just, that's with any, that's not just Christian culture. But like I said before, sometimes weirdness is a badge of honor. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And of course, that's definitely not, that's something in popular culture right now. Everybody wants to be weird. Mm-hmm. So then, nobody's weird. But anyways, we don't have to go there. <laughs> yeah, I can. I mean, I can honestly say, like, you know, their videos confuse me. Um, you know, I, I'm just baffled by them as as human beings. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but like, also, like, I can honestly say, like, in a way, I sort of admire, uh, like, their their dedication to just going at it alone. I mean, I don't think there is. I, I would never upload 595 videos to YouTube of me doing anything. There's nothing, nothing I love in the world <laughs> to do to take that time and make that effort. It's uh, just... it's exhausting. Like when you're when you, when you put out anything artistic, like whether it be like a book or writing or music or you know anything like that, artwork. I think like when you're doing it independently, I think that's terrifying and it takes a lot out of you. Mm-hmm. Um, like, so for them to sort of cobble together this, this niche career, mm-hmm. like, you know, they're not going to be at the Dove Awards getting an award, <laughs> but just the fact that, you know, we're sitting here talking about them and they have no <laughs> for support. For a long time. <laughs> like they have no label support. They have no contract. They have no... They, we shouldn't be talking about them. Right. And we are because they are just so dedicated to doing whatever it is that they do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm just like, to be totally honest, like, I mean, I do admire that part of it. I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, they're, you know, 
I I can I can choose to see the good in that part of it. Mhm. Um but back to Lisa. <laughs> oh, I wonder how old that sign is and if Lisa still loves Dick. <laughs> I think she probably does. Does Dick get better with age? <laughs> I don't know. They I feel like they're probably like, you know what? Let's just stop. <laughs> See, if this was Nate Claiborne, I'd take it like two or three jokes further because he's he's a dude and it would be less creepy, but I'll just slowly walk. I'll slowly walk back from this. Oh. oh, Casey I feel Haas. like this episode, this episode was a lot more tame than our last one, though. Well, listen, right? that's part of Fun Sexy Bible. Sometimes you have to put the inappropriate song titles away to do a serious podcast over hookers putting money in their bra in Christian music videos. Right. <laughs> oh. Oh, man. Casey Haas, thank you for coming on Fun Sexy Bible. Oh, and thank you thanks for... for having me again. Thank you for... <laughs> de- <laughs> there's there's nobody else I wanted to do this Except for you, because no one matches my introvert fixation on Christian culture. Oh, man. The same way We're just such a bunch of weirdos. It's amazing. (laughs) If you don't believe it, just go to your local Lifeway and look around. (laughs) Just look around. Oh, goodness. Uh, Can we somehow organize a tour with... The Chrysagas Brothers, Michael P. Vigilante, and you know how like concerts will have like a speaker at the end? Yes. Have the lady read from her book. Latasha Emanuel. I think that would be amazing. If she can't come, there's always Kendra. <laughs> <laughs> she's She's been practicing. <laughs> oh, so you want, uh, you want Faith Angel for the erotic baptism. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, her. Okay, well, she can't do it. We should get Latasha Emanuel to, <laughs> to be like the closing act that comes on and gives the altar call. Oh, goodness. Okay. That All would, right. that, I, I know a few churches in town that would actually probably <laughs> jump on that. <laughs> All right, she's Casey Haas. You can find her on Twitter at Middle Casey. You can find me on Twitter at Matthew E. Pierce. Find the podcast, find the blog. We will see you next time on Fun Sexy Bible Time. Bye-bye.